Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet tea referee, Dave Keener. I have an issue. What? Yeah, I, no sweet tea. What the heck? Dude, when's the last time you paid for all my drinks? I don't know. I took you to TGF Fridays on Monday. Doesn't matter how many times I take you places. Yeah, but still, still good food. <sighs> By the way, what? By the way, no. What? You want to hear what the guest is? But we got we got new things out there. We don't want to t- talk about it. What, what new things? Like our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel. We play games with wrestlers. Right. Like you go on YouTube and check out Tony Batista, the super crazy pro, United States champion, play hot, hot potato with, with David Adams. Oh, that was so much fun. You can play hot. You can watch them play hot. Blah, blah. You can watch Primal Fear, the new super crazy tag team champions. Play hot potato and watch Gabriel lose and throw a fit. And it's not up yet, not but it will be up tomorrow. Soon. Everything's gonna come up. Everything's gonna um, be going. So I hear who our guest is. So I'm. I got plans to do oh, musical wait, chairs I got, too. I got, I got one other thing to say. We also now have a YouTube play page. Well, oh. that besides that, oh. to quote Mel Brooks from a little movie called Spaceballs, we now have merchandising. Oh, we got merchandising. We have shirts. Don't be a Mark. Be a Dave. Don't I got it. Mark. Check it out. Okay, who do we have on today? Ladies and gentlemen, say hi to Lord Diaz. Hello, Lord Diaz. Hola, amigos. What's going on, buddy? Hola, amigos. How are you guys? I love the energy that you brought at the front of the thing. Congratulations on all of your uh, expansion when it comes to the podcast realm. It's always good seeing people putting applications to this kind of stuff and just really expressing themselves and finding their voice. So got to really put put you guys over and say I appreciate everything that you're doing over there. Thank you. Thank you. you, We had to get you onto the YouTube page and maybe do musical chairs or something. Between him, <laughs> I, I love September 18th. If we can do it, I want to do him, Omega Phoenix, and Phoenix Fury in musical chairs. Oh, we had to add somebody <laughs> else in there. Yeah. Mm, we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll, we'll figure somebody out. You'll find out more. Ah, uh, yes. And no, you're not allowed to use the chairs to hit somebody. That's against the rules. You'll be out. You're in this rule book. Hey, 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 don't mess with my rule book. My rule book means a lot about wrestling. So let's get started and talk about your background, training, all that cool stuff. And yeah. Hey, absolutely. So um, I definitely have to start with a question, actually, in regards to this musical chairs gimmick you've uh, brought up. What's the envelope going to be like? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hot dog. And a handshake. Yeah. Maybe a fist oh, bump. Well, I'm sold, man. I've worked for less. <laughs> so, I mean... That's above my pay so, And, in fact, I've been paid a lot less for over the 17 years of professional wrestling that I've seen myself in. I've done it for about four years for that. And back in the day when the WWS and the WCW were going head-to-head on Monday Nitro. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm starting off. I'm dropping a bomb when you guys... I started out as a backer wrestler in my high school years oh my gosh oh wait 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 um oh my gosh no no i had to tell you the same thing when my time we had backyard wrestling too i think any up-and-coming independent wrestler now started actually as a backyarder i i I, I worked the camera 
thing. You know, every part of the production is just as important as the in-ring product. So you never knock that. And oh, in never. fact, I in fact I think that's what helped me um, kind of set the foundation and kind of prime myself for every aspect of what you know. Even as amateur as a backyard wrestling show is, you know, you always have to kind of take into consideration the production of it all. And like I said, man, ever since I was a kid, um, I just immersed myself into that world. Not just the in-ring stuff, the camera, the music, stories. Like it was a, it was kind of a production back there. And thanks to that, it helped me kind of take like a fish to water when I actually did become a licensed professional athlete. You know, I want to geek out for something too. Well, mm. stuff is a little bit different. When you go down to Maryland and all that, you actually have to have credentials and stuff like that. There's a full thing that's different. It's the same with Uber driving. You need to go get your car background checked and all that. Diaz will tell you, a couple times that I've gone down to Maryland to check out Maryland Championship Wrestling, you have to go through a full-on physical before you're allowed to wrestle on the show. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That is crazy. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you have to go through, and it's different down there. So I want to go back to your backyard wrestling thing. Did you guys make your ring, or did you? Oh, oh yes, we did. We um, we actually, in my neck of the woods, we actually had other backyard promotions that were running at the same time. And saying the word promotion is being very generous, <laughs> but all the but all the same, we had a couple of different factions in a couple of different neighborhoods across my uh, part of town. And so one of them, who was actually this is going to be interesting. I'm sure you guys are familiar with Ruckus from yes. Blackout. Yeah, yeah, yep. He has his he had his own backyard promotion as well, and they actually built a ring. And they were selling plans, like what uh, pieces of board to get, what tools to use, <laughs> how to put it all together. We bought that, and then we got the materials, and we built our own ring, just like theirs. Oh my gosh! So yeah, we we when we did the backyard wrestling, I remember helping build build up um, our ring too. We used wood and all that stuff, and oh. That was so much There's fun. Just, dude, it was. It's such... It, I can actually still remember in my mind the sound, the ring made when we hit the ropes, when we took bumps. Like, it was a very distinct sound. Like, this is going to go off the beaten path for a second, but back in the day, WCW had a very distinct ring sound when you took a bump in it. Uh, WWE kind of has it now, too, but it's so everything's so sterilized. But, like, Japan also kind of has that same audio aesthetic, if that makes any sense. But essentially, this is the roundabout way of me saying when we built this ring and then we started bumping around in it the first thing we did was take a hip toss on it and i broke the stupid thing (laughs) (laughs) so like when you said you built this the first thing came out of my head was we built this city (laughs) yes it's in my rule book and i have a rule book now so all heels get extra credit if if the face cheats i I can see it it's a new rule that rule book's gonna go if a face trying to pin a heel, it's a five count. How's it a five count? What are you, King Kong Bundy? Hey, 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 hey. If the heel's pinning the face, it's two count. Do you believe this, Diaz? Or Big E Lankin. Right, or, or Big E. We had, we had fun yesterday. So, the whole, who trained you in Spectre besides the backyard wrestling? Where did you go to? Where did you learn? Yes. Oh, goodness. I've been all over the place, but um, I originally started with uh, Jim Christian in the EWA, as with most people in my area did. Um, if for anything, EWA gives everybody an opportunity um however a lot of people would see it as a place to where you know it's a great starting off point and a lot of people that i work with today and a lot 
lot of people that I've worked with over the course of my career uh, has had a stint over in EWA. I spent a couple of years there and started working for some other promotions. And then eventually uh, Gilbert, he uh, brought up his school. So I went over to there, which is kind of a feeder farm school to MCW. And I've been trying to get to uh, MCW the entire time, not just these past four or five years that I've been with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ever since ever since I started working, that was the place to be. To be. That was the place to go. And so um, Gilbert's eventually folded and I ended up just working other places. And eventually I got in touch with Andy Weinberg, who was managing um, somebody out of state in, uh, in a Delaware show. We had a match and he was really good. I had a lot of fun working him. It was easy. He listened, you know, like it, it was basically a night off. Yeah. So I went to Weinberg, who was his manager at the time. And I said, man, this guy's really good. This kid's really good. Uh, how long has he been working? Where's he training? He goes, oh, he's only like three or four months in and he's over at the MCW school. I said, oh my God, what are they doing over there? They're producing some really good uh, talent. So I talked to Weinberg a little bit and I said, look, man, I would love to get a, uh, get in on that. Uh, but it just seems like none, all the previous times I was reaching out and working with him, nothing really panned out. So then eventually uh, Weinberg got the word. Literally the next day, I got a call from the head honcho uh, saying, hey, why don't you come down, uh, see the school, see everybody. And that's where I've been since. And if I could just take it to another uh, place for a second, if anybody wants to get trained, man, I mean, locally, out of town, all of that stuff. I know there's a lot of schools out there and they all have uh, their merit. But I feel that ever since I started training with MCW at their training center, I've learned literally a new thing every time I'm up there, whether it be something in the ring, something to do with production, something that we have to do with um, backstage segment it's just overall really really satisfying uh experience just working with them <laughs> now who's who's training down there now i know dan but who's the uh, uh, yeah. trainer now uh, yeah so i was actually just talking about the schools but not actually the people so let me go on, go on into that um from the from day one ruckus was always the guy uh derek frazier tv rig blood oh my goodness derek um dj hyde um gilberg because uh, i know a friend of mine was a trainer there at one time oh yeah Rich Myers. Yes, yes. Oh my God, the Holy Rollers. Yes. Yeah, I was I was getting into the into the Gilbert era uh, of training. I was there with Newey. I was there with McBride and Trollocs. Right. I grew um, up with um, Rich Myers and Jimmy Janetti. So they they oh, good people. Oh my God, great people. I still oh, yeah. I still see Rich talk to him all the time. He's always down at the school. I love him, man. It's really yeah, I, cool. I talk to Jimmy every now and then. I, I I do have a question. All these names that you're naming off that trade, but there's only one name. If you ever go to MCW, there's only one name that you do need to know. Okay, lay it on me. Dan McDevitt. Okay. <laughs> well, you see, I was getting to the MCW era because right there, that's where I've learned so much. And not to uh, dissolve or dis, uh, dilute anything from that I've learned before, but that crew up there, Dean, Dan, and of course, I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Coach, the, uh, the bruiser. I have learned more from that one dude than everybody else combined in the ring and outside the ring. I, I can't not say enough about that, dude. The Bruiser was one of, for those of you who don't know who the Bruiser was, Bruiser was one of the most respected men in the MCW locker room. And a lot of people that went up to WWE or one of the bigger companies came from MCW. Guys like Ricochet and Leo and um, Patrick Clark. All these guys came from MCW. MCW is almost well, just as big as the factory. I would say, I would say in a lot of ways, it's our own little performance 
Center. Um, and it's not just it's not just wrestlers. It's Raph, Jessica Carr, um, B. Edwards, uh, Dix up there. Like it's so amazing to think that the people that I wrestled with and trained with and worked with, I see them on TV every week across multiple different channels. Oh yeah. So I, I do have a question. I was gonna bring it up. Out of everybody that you brought up, what was the yeah. best advice they ever gave you? That's got to be coach, man. That's got to be the bruiser. And I use this saying in my head and when I'm in conversations with people, like as as often as anything else. And that is, you got to make sure that the juice is worth the squeeze. And I always <laughs> take that extra second when I'm trying to make a decision about something, whether it be anything in life. And I just stop and think for a second. I can hear his voice in my head saying, is the juice worth the squeeze? I had to write that and, one down. That, that, that one's great. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I had to write that one down. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. So I, I want to I want to get into a null null thing that I always do a little bit later on in the show. Mm. Um, it's called Table Five. But here's the thing: it could be hold up. I have it. I have thing. I'm gonna listen. To okay, it. what do you got? So you had to put four people at the table that you want to face in the future. In the like dream match type of dream thing? match. He has to put four people at that table for his dream match. It could be dead live. Mm. It could be anybody at no, the four that's table. A good one. Because you could still go to heaven and maybe you face them. If, they say I mean, if it was me, I know there'd be one person I would love to talk to again. I would never face him; he'd probably kick crap out of me. But I would talk to Bruce again. <laughs> I would definitely talk to him again. Okay. I mean, sure. Because not to interrupt, last time I saw him, I was there for the Four Horsemen reunion, 2000. That was a great show. I was there for that. That was and that I, was right when I started coming around. Yeah. I didn't realize it, but I'm sitting there, and a buddy of mine who does the camera work for you guys, Dennis, um, yeah. was in the tag team, uh, the Damned, back in early 2000. Um, he looked at me. He goes, "Dave, I'm like Dennis, oh, God, um, Bill, Bob, Jack, Joe." No, no, no. Here's the funny thing. I'm sitting there, and I didn't realize that JJ's um, daughter-in-law, son, and grandson were sitting right next to me the whole night. Wow. I'm like, I hi, JJ. I'm like, hey, man, how are you? You guys ready? I'm like, uh. But I thought it was Stop cool. cursing with kids around. Gosh. You're the one that thinks kids be at school at 10 o'clock at night. Yes, okay? they should be in school. Okay. Let's Ask your question. Let's go back to table five. You're the fifth person in the picture, but everybody that's in your table will be your future. Or like a dream match. Dream match or right. somebody that passed away you can put in that match. Whoever you want. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. giving you that option. Anybody at that table. I'm with it. I'm with it because if we're going to be embellishing, we got to go all the way. I mean, right off the jump. Absolutely. <laughs> Right off the jump, I would love to have another match with Coach. And I hate having to put him over like this all the time because I know he'd be like, dude, just shut up. Jump <laughs> off this. But it's true, man. So that's a buy. That's a given. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, kind of talking out loud to my to you guys about all this, I mean, I would want to think to myself, who can I learn the most from? You know, the kind of stuff where my experience having a match with them will help me. And there's one wrestler that if I could could potentially have a dream match if I'm going to aim high. I mean, obviously I want to have a match with somebody who is a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Somebody somebody that you can plug into any situation and will absolutely deliver on it no matter what it is. And I mean, without further ado, that would have to be Randy Orton. This mm. guy is quintessential, you know, built from scratch, WWE. 
the Apex Literally Predator. So, but here's and, my question: Randy yeah. Orton now or Randy Orton 2004? Mm, that's a good question. You know what? I'm gonna say Randy Orton now, now because with now. I'll go with now because if you have like a trained eye to how you see Randy Orton doing things, it's absolutely brilliant. The dude, everybody says, okay, it's not everybody, but let's just say the majority of what people would say about Randy Orton to critique him would be he's too slow or too boring. Oh, but exactly exactly and we're and it's good for his longevity he doesn't have to go a million miles per hour because when he does the explosive stuff it means more and so i feel like if i was able to have a one-on-one with him i could finally learn how to slow down and you know make things count and make things worth it because you know he's going to be he could wrestle that way for another 20 years if you want to just because he just he works safe he doesn't take unnecessary risks right so now before you go on, let me interrupt. I, Randy Orton to me is like, how do I put it? I'm a huge horror guy. So to me, Randy Orton is kind of like, uh, you ever see the movie American Psycho? Oh, yeah. So he's the way he works and the way he walks, the way he carries himself is kind of like a Patrick Bateman. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I can vibe with that. Right. Like the methodical and the melodic and the way he is. And like somebody turns around, all of a sudden he's there and then he's gone, mm-hmm. which, which is kind of the way he is which is good because he's the voices you know he's which is great we get it we get it yeah what were you going to say, Dean? I was going to say one of the legendary wrestlers that I know very well, Mr. Ulala. That's all because we're short. Diaz knows Ulala very well. Dude, I, I, he told us on our interview, on my interview, that um, less is more. And that's what Randy Orton does. Less is more. And then and then you can work it. Right. Yeah. I just want to say Mr. Ulala because it's fun putting him in there. Shout out to Mr. Ulala, the absolute legend. Yes, he is. ECWA World Yes, he is. Okay, what's your number three? Going on one end or one end of the spectrum with somebody cool, comic collected like Randy Orton, but I think it'd be uh, it'd be a very interesting situation if I were to find myself in the complete opposite end. So as we were sitting here chopping it up, I was thinking, who out there does the craziest flip a dudes? Who out there goes a million miles per minute and does stuff that I mean, if we're being honest, no living human being should be able to do. So I'm thinking in my head, if I wanted to have, if I, if I could, if I could have a one-on-one Lucha Libre style match with Ray Phoenix, yeah. I feel like all of your tag team partner, you, my God, either one of them, but you know what? That four and, and that's three and that's four. Right. Penta and Ray Phoenix. Oh my goodness. Maybe even a three way. Some of their <laughs> stuff that you see on AEW is crazy and all, but the stuff they did in PWG and on Lucha Underground and impact i mean those dudes cannot be touched like right now they are the height of cool lucha full stop no cap there we go I, I'm, I'm digging we had a chance to talk to uh Penta the one day uh-huh. about icons uh-huh. it, it was pretty cool uh-huh. he comes out in his regular gear he's uh-huh. got the mask on his uh-huh. <laughs> so you see what i gotta put up with what 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 what, what am i doing 
Do, do you see what he's doing over there? He's thinking I'm thinking all right, all. So here's my thing lately, all right? Mm. I, I understand the whole deathmatch thing and everything else, yeah. but I want to know what happened to the buildups. I want to know how we got there. I want to know how we got to the ladder match stuff like that. Do you feel that there's no buildup anymore in certain matches anymore in the business of wrestling? Nowadays, it's 50-50. Um, I've seen WWE pay-per-views work backwards. They'll do the big gimmick match first and then they'll have like four or five rematches that are just matches afterwards. Yeah. But then but then I'll see like a four month long build to a match where the gimmick I guess the thing that I'm referencing is the love her or leave her match that they just had in NXT. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis. But it's like uh, it's weird. It really stands out when it's the gimmick match off the jump but sometimes you have to subvert storytelling expectations in order to keep things fresh. I don't know man that's a that's an interesting discussion to have what do you guys think about that see i think that i'm I'm an old school i love my old school wrestling i go all the way back to uswa mid-south the von eric that whole feud between them and Freebirds, and like i loved the build-up like i loved how when you go back and you watch sean and razor how the build-up was there to the ladder match at wrestlemania 10 mm-hmm. stuff like that I want to know how did we get there? Like, I understand the whole deathmatch thing and everything else, but I don't just want to come out and go, hey, I challenge you to a light bulb match. I, I mm. love the build up. I love the how did we get there? How are we going to do this? How are we getting there? I think there's an all loss in the business is that independent shows do not put storylines out there. And let's say like WWE's walking around watching. They do. They go to shows to check out talent, and there's no storylines. There's nothing teaching fans. But, however, I do know of one company in this area that does do great storylines. Maryland Championship Wrestling. There you go. <laughs> there he's got a, a great team up there. We got he, a great he's team. He's trying to get a job. Right. He's trying no, no, to get no, a job. That's, that's what it is. I can go down and hang out there anytime <laughs> I want. Um, so I go back to the whole bit between Joey Matthews and Corporal Punishment. That whole buildup, that was a great buildup because Joey turned on him and then you found out it was a whole swerve between the both of them and they both came together, yeah. which was a great storyline. Oh yeah. There's, there's really, where's the storyline anymore? That's what's missing. It's the storyline. They just put out a match saying you're facing this guy. This right. is what happens. I would like to see a story. Tell me why you feuding. Did he steal Guys, your girlfriend? Guys, did great he... storylines like Leo Rush. Did and... he steal your kid? I don't know. So what do you want to do? A con, like a... Dude, I, I would love to see like like a tag team once again and partner throws them right into a barbershop window and then the world is so great. And this time, throw Shawn Michaels to it. But we're not in 1992. Over here, but you're going to job her in a match in a different company. 
Look, look at the guys at Cross. Cross was the NXT champion, right? Yeah. Look at what they're doing to him on the main roster. So it's like it's like you're a champion somewhere else, but you're jobbing. Like I don't. I think like other promotions should look at other companies. And go okay. I don't want him to lose that bad. Let's try a different ending to make this work, so we don't destroy somebody else's company. And that's what I think is wrong with yeah, independent guys wrestling. Like DJ Marconi, who has got so many titles in this area, yeah. great champion. But he lost by five people. So that that means something that he lost because he lost to five people. Right. So that happens. But you don't... Like, you can still end a match with a um, DQ or time limit draw or something that can move and make that guy still up there. Like, right. you have a champion. You know this other person's a champion somewhere else. And just have a draw. And, like, at the end, both of them come off strong. No, but I they agree. don't do that. I completely agree with that. I have an uh, idea about that, actually. And it's something that's very um, 20. 21. I mean, it's been kind of this way for the past, uh, I would say like 15 to 20 years, but mm-hmm. tro- but troll booking, you know, there's a, if we're being honest, if we're speaking plainly, pro wrestling is a very niche uh, thing. And then being like really engraved inside of a like us are, being on a podcast talking about it is niche in itself. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes these uh, bookers and promoters, and this isn't just WWE, this could be your local uh, mud show wherever people will book for the reaction that people are going to have to it you know despite what the uh offending offense so you know to play devil's advocate you know that they'll get more headlines if people complain that for an example carrie and cross got brought up to the main roster just to have everything that was special about them taken away and then That's losing to somebody too. exactly so just think about it you're saying it out loud and you're saying how ridiculous this is and that is the hook that's what gets you the heat it's like this new age troll heat where they're just going to do stuff because they know that it's going to get people clicking away at the keyboard talking about it and giving it traction online because any any um coverage is good coverage so then people will go exactly and then the conversation keeps going so you can like you could have had cross come in and decimate anybody on the roster god knows that they have enough they have enough warm bodies in the back but instead i mean just think about it too all right, everybody wanted Jeff Hardy to bring back his No More Words song, right? right? And the big scuttlebutt online was that they were saving it for the live crowd so that they can get that pop. So it's almost like the monkey's paw, where it's like, oh, you want to have Jeff Hardy Steve? Well, we have to take stuff from you for that. They intentionally made him look lesser than, so that when Jeff Hardy comes out, his pop and his reaction is that much more, you know, apparent. So, you know, victim of circumstance could be any number of different reasons why whatever they're doing is what they're doing and just the fact that we're all here talking about it is just I mean that they they hit the, they hit it you know whether it's bad or good we're talking about it oh yeah right like I love wrestling so much and I am the biggest mark in the world you see me out there you're not a mark it. you're a Dave I am a Dave yes I am you can <laughs> find, you can find that shirt on our our um, spring tees Plug, plug, plug. Look at that. Good plugs, boys. Good plugs. <laughs> Thank you. So, Gotta get them in. Yeah, like, I, I, I see what you're saying. I see everybody's opinions. What the heck was going on? Hello, God. How are you doing? It's only Zoo. 
You do it better. I know. <laughs> so, um, you're still there, right? Okay. We're just yeah. making sure you're still there. So, like, I see this stuff going on in wrestling. Promoters. You see dead people? We did go to a, a show. We're not going to say who, what's the name of the company. But we went to a show, and you saw a match. It was not a five-minute match. It wasn't a ten-minute match. It was a five-second match. Dude got yeah. pinned, lost the title. It was fast. You don't see that in independence either. If you Last wanna... time I saw that was WrestleMania. When Daniel Bryan. Five seconds with Sheamus. We were excited when that happened. Weren't we? Right. Because it was different. And promoters right. don't Or, or do the different. WrestleMania where Edge started off match one and won the world title right off the bat. So that's the thing. Like, wrestling needs to. came a... out, bell rang, spear, over. Wrestling needs to change and, like, make. Because the number one thing in wrestling is make the fans happy. Nothing more. Because you want them to come back. It's all about the fans. It's a... You know what? Like, I love my music. It's like Jason Newstead, formerly Metallica, said once. Yes, we sold out. We sold out every single place we've been to because we put those asses in the seats and they cheer for us. It's about getting the company over and it's about having fun with the company. Hey, speaking of, you said I did that voice better. Do you think? Oh, go ahead. Do it. Well, wait, you got to hit the music. Oh, you want me to do it? I don't There's... know which one it is. Hold up. No, it's not that one. Nope, not that one. There oh. it is. All right, so we do this little segment called the Five Questions of Doom. <laughs> All right? Now, you know me. You know I'm a haunt guy. So here you go. You ready? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Five Questions of Doom. <laughs> Would you get the right one right? Come on. Dude, this is new to me. This is like <sighs> the first time. Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> Question number one. <laughs> Favorite movie quote. Favorite movie quote. That's got to be a tough one, isn't it? He's, he's doing a silent film. That was a great Mel Brooks movie. Hakuna <laughs> Matata. <laughs> what a wonderful phrase. Okay, ready? Question sure number two. Goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark? Goosebumps or are you afraid of the dark? Oh my god. It's like A and 1A. I'm gonna have to go with Goosebumps though. That theme song was a banger. That, that's, he's only saying that because he's getting them right now because of the voice. <laughs> I, I forget who, I think it was Tony Batista we had on and I did the voice and he goes, you know what? It would be really fucking great if you didn't do that again. <laughs> No, the, the voice. Question number three. Favorite past video game console. Favorite past video game console. That's a tough oh, one. That's wow. a tough one. Just say it. You know what? I already, I already got it, boys. This is going to be a deep cut. Sega CD. Wow. So you remember how they put out the um the classic games like the classic Nintendo and the classic Super and the classic Sega? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought all three of them. <laughs> I, I even went up to the store up the street and they were selling this game console for like 25 bucks and it had like 700 games in it. I'm like, yes, I have to buy it. Like Contra from like 1983 is in it and I'm like happy. It's uh, certified serotonin dopamine machine. Pretty much. Stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning and play. Are you ready to say number 4? You just did. Wait, wait, wait. Can we get cartoony <laughs> with it? What? Can we get cartoony with it? You can, no, no, no. Not that cartoon. No, not that cartoon? Not that cartoon. That is not a little be rule. It's in my rule book. You're not allowed to do Herbert the Pervert ever again. But what if Diaz wants me to do it? He does not want to hear it. How do you know? But how do you know? Question number 4. 
favorite Disney character. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't know Joey Styles was a Disney character. The first the first thing that popped in my head. I could I could cuss, right? Oh, oh my god, I, I just dropped the F bomb two seconds ago. Motherfucking baby Yoda <laughs> What are they calling him now? Um it's um Gragu, Groku, or something like that. Yeah. I'm waiting for the guys Goku. who came out with Digimon or Pokemon or something like that, suing them for that because it's too close to Goku. Nah, it's, it's not. <laughs> wait, wait, that's only four. What are you doing? Oh, yeah, we got one more. Ready? What number? My body is ready. Question number five. Number five. Dude, that freaked me out. Did it really? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> ice cream. Flavor. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream Dude. flavor. Favorite ice cream flavor. I like mint chocolate. Damn. Damn, that's a personal ass question. Ooh, ooh. Oh, you went yeah. there. I went there. That's, yes, that's, I did. I that's going to take there. me to a. That's going to take me to a dark place. Let me. Let me try to gather my thoughts. Oh yeah, here because remember he's keto. It is traumatizing that I had to hear the name ice cream. I feel like I've been kicked out of keto. Um, <laughs> but, but on the real, there is a there is a favorite flavor, and that flavor is. <laughs> Oh shoot! You got drums on the on the on the side. Here we go. Mint chocolate chip. Chocolate chip. I agree with. This is the best I one. I like mint chocolate chip. And a close second. And a close second would be uh, uh, cookie dough. Dude, I had it in my head. I was gonna say cookie dough, but I didn't want to say it. I See, I, I have a habit of if I want a snack or something, I'll go to Royal Farms. They get that frozen cookie dough in in the balls. In, in the container, you know, the oh baby's my. head looks oh. like a ball. When I do Look. go off my diet, Keto. I usually go for that. Yeah, I usually go. I usually go for that, and I go for the Cinnabon bite over at Taco Bell. All right, all right. Weird story. We were up in Little Ferry, New Jersey, about a month and a half ago. So we stopped mm. at the rest stop with the Roy Rogers and the Cinnabon and all that. You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, those. Right. So we wound up stopping at the Cinnabon, and we got that Cinnabon, the big thing that comes in the sandwich container. Yeah. Open that thing yeah. Up and go, oh. Did you really? Yo, Where yeah. Was mine? You were over there with George, sitting on the other side. You didn't like us that night. Oh yeah, I told you, don't you sit know, with me. Right. Yeah, and I wound up sitting with you anyway, and you enjoyed it. Yeah, because the real one. He didn't want to sit with me. I don't know why he didn't want to sit with me. Because you weren't wearing pink. You, you know, you became vegan, and I like my pulled pork with bacon and everything else. I love my fatty foods. He, he's just upset that I want vegan water. <laughs> vegan water. You hear this? Is that like vegan beer? Dude, there's no such thing called vegan beer. It's vegan kind of water. Kind but it seems legit. It might have electrolytes in it too. But that's that's what plants crave. <laughs> you beat me to it. I was ready to drop that one. <laughs> great, great minds, great minds think alike. Yes, we do. So let's go. Let's go. Let's do this one question. I like to ask. It's called geek out. So do you ever have a, like a geek out moment? I, I've had plenty of them. Mine, mine. Was do not do one. the same one. No, 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 no. Nothing the same one. Mine was talking to Dylan Summers. Oh, that was kind of cool. We had Necro Butcher on the show the one night, and I'm like, I can't freaking believe that he said yes. He actually came on the show. So, but that was my trip, geek out man. moment. Yeah, like I'm like wow. I as a sweetheart in real life. Oh yeah, so cool. the DK is great. Very very cool guy. I so geek out moment for you. Ooh. 
Well, one too many being in that MCW locker room. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it, it, that was actually where my mind went went to because actually uh, the four years ago or five years ago now, when I had a conversation uh, with the team and they said, "Well, we're gonna invite you on and we're gonna have you on the show, but keep it, you know, keep it kayfabe." And then before the show, there was a post by our boss Dan McDevitt, and he name dropped me and tagged me, introduced me, and just let everybody know that you'll be seeing some new fresh faces, including me. And then literally, as soon as that dropped, everybody started congratulating me online. They're all just, they acted like I was signed to WWE. That was <laughs> I mean, the, that's like minor leagues. That's like almost like if you play for the Phillies and you're playing for the Reading, Philly, Reading Phillies, that's kind of like what yeah. it is. You but, know what I mean? But it's still good. Congrats. Oh, yeah, yeah, trust me. I don't care where you're going, where you're doing. Congrats wherever you go. You know what I mean? Oh, you, yeah. have, you have a family here with the 2300 Wrestling always so mm. just remember the word family and that's what we talk about because David Arquette's one of them yeah oh yeah that was awesome we will being, tell being you that in the back we'll... of the ECW arena was cool hanging out okay um... that's where pretty much that's where the whole Dave gimmick came from oh yes the Dave gimmick so I, I like I like this one question because it, Dave gets pissed off about this stuff. He hates red shoes with referees. Yes, yes, we know who that is. Not um, even like that black shoes. We, we were actually ribbing on that ref Monday night, which was funny. Oh yeah, I yesterday had a wrestling show. The wrestling show it's super crazy. Yeah, I told the referee tuck in his shirt because Dave right over there, Keener, he will bitch at you. And he goes, my shirt is too small. I was like, I don't care. He's gonna come after you. <laughs> so, so I got a question for you. What is your pet peeve in the wrestling business right now? Oh goodness! Oh goodness! There's so much grief in wrestling. If you're looking for a career that is calm and peaceful, and everything goes the way that it's supposed to, uh, don't pick professional wrestling because that is definitely not it. <laughs> so where do I start? If I could think of a, a million different things, but I think the biggest thing would be. The lack of consistency, the lack of being there, uh, just not like being available to help out with the product in any way that you can, whether you've been wrestling for 20 years or wrestling for 20 months. You get some people that come through and sometimes they have something that the promotion or the promoter see and they're just going to give them everything. When you know that there's people that are also on the same show doing a lot more than that person who may not be as gifted but has to work that much more harder in order to get any type of opportunity. Now, that never happened where I'm at now. There is a lot of dues that you have to pay in order to even be considered. And then even when you're considered, it's so uh, lean at the top. Like there is, you're not going to be able to get very far if you just plan on showing up and doing work. You have to dedicate yourself. And maybe that's just because that's the way I've been surrounded with uh, all this entire time now for these past couple of years. But that is the one thing that I could definitely say uh, among all the other things is just show up. Just show up. If you're not going to be the main event of WrestleMania, then you could be the best cameraman that we got. Or you could be the best music guy that we got. Or you could be the best ref that we got. You know, there's always going to be a, a position and an opportunity. It's just sometimes you may not be the 
the wrestler. You right. could be just as an important part. You could be the graphic design guy. And if you have people that are clamoring for their picture to be on your poster, then you already know that you're the best one out there and the work will come. See, now that, that's my thing because right now, like I love and I love DCW and that's pretty much the only company I'm repping for right now. Everybody mm-hmm. else wants us to come and bring the, the podcast, the radio show and go on the road. And everybody is actually really enjoying the show between the YouTube videos and the interviews we're doing on YouTube and the games we're playing because everybody says that we're different. And I love the fact that everybody thinks we're not your average podcast what do you think of us so far well i've only been on literally a handful of podcasts they're probably i could probably count on one hand how many podcasts i've been on and i don't count the podcasts that i produce because i'm not a I'm not on the camera. I do all the backstage stuff. Mm-hmm. But you guys have definitely, you guys definitely have a lot of good things going for you. I really like your gimmicks with the sound effect and the segments and the conversation is free flowing and it's easy and you guys are having a lot of fun and I'm having fun by association. Yeah, so, yeah, man. So, I, you guys definitely delivered. I want to do something soon. What? I have an idea. I want to add it into our um, thing. So, you know how um, referees go? We got one. One more match. I want to do. I want to referees. Get, I you wanna, mean ring announcer? I mean ring announcer. I'm sorry. I can edit it out. So you want to do? You want to do something like, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the main event. No. No. Okay. Just one more match. Okay, one so you just want, question. ladies and gentlemen, we have one more match for you. So you want to do one more question. question? That'll be fun. But I don't want you to do that. I want somebody like Dave Adams because he's a better Dave than you. That was funny yesterday. So wait, can I tell the story real quick? Yeah, you can. You got, so you got time. For we, we went to Super Crazy yesterday because I'm friends with O-Dog. Um, mm. And David Adams was there. He did some stuff hanging out. And I ribbed on him bad. So it's on uh, YouTube right we, now. we had him come on the thing. And I'm like, David Keener here. He's like, you motherfucker. So we got one more question. Go ahead, Let's Dave. Go. Which one you want? I There's two one left on there. Um, did we do the road story? Road story? Road story. Road story. Do, do you have a road story? I know DB's oh. got a good one. In the middle of winter with Drew Blood, Frankie Picard, and Devin Moore. Oh, the whole heat turned the, the on. The whole heat thing, yeah. That and it was, was so hot great. in the car, and I did not think about turning it off. No. Yeah, 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 that's a great one. I thought it was funny. <laughs> it's almost as bad as gang girl falling asleep in the car coming home with oh, PWS. Like, that's my favorite one ever. So... That's, that's the story. My, my other favorite one is waking up in the morning from doing a show when I lived over in Falkroft, PA, and I come downstairs, and Derek Domino, Harley Lewis, I think Ken Porter was there, I don't remember, and Joey Matthews were all in my house. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> were they sleeping? Mm. Derek Domino and uh, Harley were, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure, because all your stories is about sleeping. I, I don't know. If you've seen Derek Domino and Harley Lewis, they're big guys. Try having Harley sleep on that recliner upstairs. That's where he fell asleep. Okay. Do you have any road stories? My road stories are actually pretty boring. I always tend to ride by myself because I can't trust anybody else to drive. I feel more in control, so I don't I mind spending my own gas. I However, agree. I do have an interesting anecdote. It's weird how many, how often, like I've driven to and from Delaware specifically, and I have to cross the Bay Bridge, which mm-hmm. is nationally known as one of the scariest bridges to drive over. And 
for years, I would cross it. No problem. Storm, snow, like fog, all that. Not a problem. Didn't bother me. But it wasn't until recently, and I couldn't explain to you why, I get the most terrible anxiety whenever I go over that bridge or any bridge, to be perfectly honest. And I can't explain it. I couldn't tell you what brought it on. There was no, like, traumatizing event. It just seems to me, for some reason, I just can't handle driving over bridges anymore. So, in situations where I have to go out of town, I have to go to Delaware for a show, I actually drive all the way up Mile Five, go across the shorter bridge, not the Bay Bridge, and then drive all the way down. Which is all right, so you've been in Philadelphia, right? A lot more time right? than gas. What's that? You've been in Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know the Platte Bridge? Oh, I've heard of it. I've okay. never had the my, joy. My mom would never go over the Platte Bridge. She would go over the Double Decker Broad Street Bridge, but never the Platte. Nope. Mm. No, none of my family would ever go over the plat. I that speed, reason. I speed over the bridges. Freaking don't want to be on the bridges. You, you see how fast I drive when I yeah, go bridges. Yeah, you drive like you're in that movie Free Jack, dude. I am gone. I'm like Paul Walker, not trying to hit a wall or anything else. Wow, he went there. <laughs> but I thought you were going to say like, like Ryan Dunn. I had to go to work in Jersey, so I had to go over the bridge. I freaking hate the bridge. Yay. I, I hate it when people are in front of me and they're going really, really slow and I need to get you behind. He drives with like, he literally holds the steering wheel like he's a little old lady with blue hair. Do you get used to it though? Because like, I don't know. It could be working in reverse for me. Nah, dude, like I can't do it now. Like before it was no problem them now. I can't go over bridges like that, and I'm like freaking like if I don't have. Is that to, why you you don't take tolls? You don't like taking the tolls? I hate taking tolls too. Kindred mm, spirit. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. Like I'm trying to fix everything up and. Somehow I hate going over bridges and sometimes I go all the way out from nowhere land to get over nowhere land in Jersey to go all the way up to Philly without taking a toll. We do it. Hey, that, that, that's fair. I mean, the few times that I do go up to Jersey, like the tolls are insane. Oh so I try all due respect to, to New Jerseyans, but, uh, you know, I'll try to keep my visitations to a minimum. I totally agree. But I, I totally agree with you about people driving. I gotta say, I trust maybe two people to drive in my car mm. in my car Brian and who Lupia okay. Lupia I, that's, that's Mike, fair yeah, Mike is a friend of ours Brian's our producer yeah I, I, shout like, out to Brian yeah Brian but um, I bet you met Brian before yeah I think no I don't think he's met because you just mean you that go to the shows down oh, there do we? yeah oh. Brian's never been down there uh, one day you'll meet him yeah but we will do the whole cool stuff with the YouTube stuff. I hope DCW will let us do a lot of things down there for our YouTube page. If we get there early enough. Oh, dude, we're going to get there really, really early. Just to get our really, YouTube Really, really early? I don't want to be there that early. Dude, we're going to be there yeah, at 2 o'clock like in the morning. It's like a 2 hour drive south. I don't want to be there that early. I'll buy you something to eat at Applebee's. TGI Fridays. Applebee's. Okay. Dude, let me tell you. I took. He's never been to TGI Fridays. Yeah, I never So, been. I took him to TGI Fridays. I'm a sampler guy because I find it's cheaper and there's more food with it. So... Got are good. two samplers, and I got a beer and a drink, and he got a drink, and it came up to like fifty bucks. I'm like, I, I can work with that. Yeah, I don't drink, so it's. I do. I hey, that just means more, more for you. But he didn't finish it. I had to make him finish it. Yeah, I because I had something else with it. But anyway. <laughs> 
So we are winding down. This was great. I always tell everybody that comes on to the 2300. But wait, he already knows that he's already family. But I am giving them, because now the fans understand that when you listen to us and you come in onto our show, you are part of the family. You can call Dave Keener anytime. <laughs> His number is, what's the number again? 867 305309. Okay. <laughs> um, and I, I come from Key Phoebe. France. You do not live right near me with Mr. Walla. Still funny. <laughs> so, and I looked it up. There is no keyfabe France, all right? It's a lie. Okay, so welcome to the family. This is great. I had fun. I, I'm naming Dave Keener an all Dave. I don't know what I'm going to do with him yet. But, oh, before you go off, um, tell us your podcast name. Hey, so everybody, go ahead and search MBWCast on all of your podcast platforms. That includes Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch, and many more. Just search MCWCast, and you'll find our 27, 28, 29 episodes strong uh, with all types of guests, Conrad Thompson, Wait, I, don't, I, don't mean to interrupt you. I don't mean to interrupt you, but speaking of that show, I am subscribed to it, and I would like to give a big, huge congratulations to MC. CW referee Becky Phillips. Yes, we had an exclusive MCW backstage pass that you can find on our YouTube channel, MCW Pro Wrestling. AEW star Nick Camarado got on one hairy knee and offered his vows to one ref, Becky, one of the best refs in the game, present company excluded. Thank you. A truly, truly heartwarming moment coming from our first show back, MCW Resurrection, which you will be able to uh, see on MCW RageTV.com. First 30 days are free. Only $5 for our entire online streaming archive, including events featuring Ray Mysterio, Ric Flair, Scott Diner, Renee Michelle, Corey Graves, and much more. You know, the one, that got me, the one that got me that was really cool was I was looking up YouTube, finding wrestlers that have been on um, MCW in that MCW arena. Yoko Zuna mm. was there at yeah. one time. Okay. Um, that was pretty cool. Cool. He cut that you was off amazing. on that. What was the dot com? Now nah, you're good, friend. MCWRageTV.com for hundreds of hours of MCW pro wrestling action, including our most recent return to live events, MCW Resurrection 2021. So thank you for coming on. Um, before when we go, we're gonna end the show and then we'll do our thing. Okay. After party, baby. Yeah, after yeah, party. Woo! Okay, are you ready? Alright, wait, wait. I'm making One sure. more thing. September 18th. DCW, you'll be there. Oh yes, and um, I will. I'll be. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Lord Diaz, for coming on the show tonight. Here on the Twenty Three Hundred Wrestling Podcast, I'm Dave Keener. What? We got a button for that, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Yeah, thank you. This has been the Twenty Three Hundred Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside DB Richards, and we'll see you in the <laughs> ring. So, once again, thank you, Lord Diaz, for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate the time. Hola, amigos. This is the eight of MCW, Lord Diaz, and you're listening to the Twenty Three Hundred Wrestling Podcast.